here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, welcome back. Thank you, my dear friend, Susan Moranti. She always does that intro so perfectly. Um, great news to share with you guys. We are now on the Geo Savan platform over in India, and they have over 100 million active listeners per month. Astonishing. And we got invited uh, about a month ago through our wonderful partners, uh, Libsyn, who manages our RSS feed. And this is the second Indian platform that we're on. We're also on Ghana, which is um, has about the same amount of users, I think. They're pretty, pretty far up there. They are like the Spotify of uh, India, both of those platforms. So welcome, all my dear friends in India. Uh, whichever platform you guys are, are listening on, I, we're so delighted to be part of your um, listening experience. Some of you are aware of our Dharmic Rising Stars Spotify playlist. And you probably are on that list if you've had an interview with me on this show. And it's reserved only for Dharmic Evolution uh, alumni, artists who have had an interview on the show. But right now we've got two playlists, two of the Dharmic Rising Stars playlists. One is Akila, the other one is Orion. So check those out. The links are in the show notes for you. And we're about to start on our third. So we limit it to only 30 songs per playlist. So we keep them nice and short, but they're very eclectic. And you'll be delighted to find that your music is probably on there if you've been on this show. And if you haven't had your songs on there, reach out to me, James, at dharmicevolution.com. And uh, let me know which song you would like featured and I'll be happy to put you on our next one. And I'm holding out the title as a surprise. I'll re reveal that in a later episode. Last and certainly not least, if you know someone who is depressed, uh, I'd like you to send them over to my website, dharmicevolution.com. And there's a, there's a book on there for people who are suffering from anxiety and depression. So even if it's not you, I know you know someone who is struggling please just send them the link to the website and they can just scroll down. It's on the main page and maybe this will help. So what do we got cooking today? I'll tell you, this young man is very special. He comes to us by way of Nashville via Houston, Texas. And let me tell you a little about him. He's a passionate leader that possesses profound abilities to effectively communicate, create, and problem solve in a variety of environments due to his wide range of working and interpersonal experience. While currently living in Nashville, Tennessee, focusing on his career as a singer-songwriter and a cellist, he formerly served as a policy advisor and community engagement strategist for the Harris County Judge. He has a driven heart to serve, organize, and inspire through his leadership roles in Christian ministry and community engagement work. As a former technical roadway engineer at the engineering consulting firm HNTB, graduated from the Houston Graduate School of Theology with a Master of Theological Studies degree, former engineering student, athlete, and captain of the football team at Rice University, cellist and skilled public speaker, 
He is committed to learning and growing as an individual, keenly focused on impacting the lives of those around him and capitalizing on any opportunity that comes his way. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution with Gabe Baker. All right, man, let's get to it. Gabe, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Awesome. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. Fellow Nashville man, um, I right. go past your place actually all the time on when I go down and visit uh, some of my friends at the Nashville Rescue Mission. So oh, I, yeah. I, I know Nashville pretty well by now. I'm here a couple of years. so um, And uh, it's always good to have a fellow uh, Nashville Nashvilleian, even though you're from Texas, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Texas, but I've been out here for about 10 months, coming on 11 months, and it's it's quickly become home. It really has. You had a you had a tough transition then. If you came eleven months ago, you you hit right in the center of the hurricane of the pandemic. So that must have been a really tough transition for you, um, as far as socially and just being able to connect with people. How did you manage that? Mm-hmm. It definitely seems like a counterintuitive time to to move, especially to focus on a music career, right? Um, but as, as strange as of a timing it was, um, what made it such a smooth transition was I, I just had a really, really beautiful sense of peace, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I really felt called, uh, you know, by God in, in a strong way to make a shift to, to do what I did. Um, and a part of that sense of peace came from, from other relationships that I had out here. Um, and, um, and other things that kind of came together in the process of decision making, getting a place out here with a good buddy of mine and uh, some other prospects job wise, and just opportunity wise out here that just made it like, OK, even though this is a risk and I'm shifting things in a really uncertain time, um, I really feel at peace and really called to, to step in at the time. So that's kind of a, a, yeah, a, a broad uh, description of what made it as smooth of a transition as it could have been. Yeah, so uh, we both have something in common here that's near and dear to our hearts. Uh, we both lost our moms. Um, how long ago was it for you? And I'm so sorry. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, my mom passed away at the end of 2019. Wow. Um, so coming just... on, it'll be two years. Yeah, this this coming December. Um, yeah, and so it's uh, it's been a, a part of everything being so different. Uh, that's definitely been the most different part. So we share parallel paradigms. Mine <laughs> passed away at the same time frame, and it's, oh, you know, wow. it's two years for me uh, being here in Nashville. And, uh, you know, I was with her, you know, right up until the end there. I spent the last mm. year of her life uh, with her. Thankfully, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to have that experience. So, um, so it's funny how we, you know, that, that, that happened, and all of a sudden it was, uh, it's kind of God opens the door for the next chapter, doesn't he? It. it it doesn't seem right, like, uh, uh, but you're 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 very you're spot on. Like I felt as if, because you know she was battling a very very uncertain. Um, it was a very ambiguous journey with, with the type of cancer she had, the type of tumor she was battling, and so her health was. Yeah, I just didn't know. Sometimes it didn't seem like it was bothering her at all. But the last last four 
months or so was it, it was a very steady decline, unfortunately. And so you going through that mix of of challenge and, and uh, distress more on her end than us. But, you know, and when things shift, whatever that means, is she, either she gets better or, or, you know, things don't get better. Um, it, you do enter into a new space or it opens up a different and it, it and so really just agreeing with you what you mentioned is is it's a strange experience like moving through something that has so it's carries so much weight and takes up rightfully so so much of your life and then you move out of it um and then yeah so being in the new space it, it's it's just a weird experience a lot of emotions and trying to process it all yeah so this is a good time to play mother here we go this is gabe's song from the start of my life You have been there for me Right by my side Daily sacrificed So abundantly So freely
It is delightful to hear a cello player who sings, and this is only the second time, and I've interviewed a lot of people, uh, you're the second man who, uh, who is brave enough to sit down and play the cello really well and sing really well on top of that. So uh, hats off to you, brother. So how did you, you get connected to the cello originally? Like, how did that start for you? Picking up the cello started in the fourth grade for me. Um, I was grateful that both my parents are very musical. I have musicians on both sides of my family, um, mostly on my mom's side. Um, and so that was definitely passed down to the our, our at-home environment. My, I have an older brother and an eldest sister, and they both picked up string instruments. My sister p- picked up the violin. My brother picked up the upright bass. And I think it was part of the influence of wanting you know, to be included in the string uh, instrument uh, uh, activities with them. And then um, you know, my mom, she was the main person who exposed us to classical music and, and such. And she played the violin as well on the piano and was a great, can sing really well, soprano uh, vocalist. And so she exposed us to a lot of music and she had showed me Yo-Yo Ma. And there was something about Yo-Yo Ma that I really, really connected with. And I was like, oh, I want to play the cello. And so I picked it up in uh, yeah, around the fourth grade and was playing, you know, in the little orchestra in elementary school that we gratefully had at my school and uh, was able just to actually just connect with some great friends in elementary school that were also in the orchestras. And that was a part of my peer groups that really encouraged me and, and kind of validated my decision to pick up a string instrument there on, uh, which was cool. Yeah. Well, you had a, so you had a whole orchestra at home to like <laughs> to get your chops together and then bring it into school. That must have That's been something. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> so are your, all your siblings, they still playing? You know, everybody's still, still doing music? You know, the only sibling, my older brother is the only one that really kept it up. Yeah. Uh, my sister, yeah, she, she stopped playing after high school. Um, and, you know, my brother is, is in another situation in life that's also very difficult. Um, in short, in short I'll, I'll share that he's, you know, went to, he went to University of North Texas uh, for music. So exceptional musician. I, I went the sports route. I played college football and he went uh, to college for music. Um, so he was in, you know, kind of doing jazz vocal training and doing a bunch of different things up at University of North Texas and up in uh, the Dallas, North North Dallas area. Um, and so he was my, he's been my main music mentor and, and uh, yeah, all through the years influence wise in so many ways. And yeah, he's actually, unfortunately, you know, since my mom passed, he has actually been out of touch. Um, he'd been battling a lot of mental health things through the years as my mom was battling her health. Um, and so the, a part of, a huge, you know, the, the shift that we mentioned just a moment ago has been having not just my mom, not my mom out of the picture, but my brother's also been disconnected. And, and so that's been a really strange experience. Um, but yeah, so both my brother has been the one main person to kind of continue to carry the mantle musically. And, and now I feel, you know, my music journey now means so much more to me because I, I really do feel so inspired to do it really in because we were working, me and my brother were working on some some sibling duo stuff before I moved to Nashville, kind of here and there. Um, and I really feel like I'm kind of in his shoes in a big way. I'm yeah. like, man, this is what this is really what my brother was doing in Dallas for a while. And I feel like I, I you know, Lord willing, he comes back and we can keep doing it together. Um, but yeah, that's a really big part of my heart to, to really pursue that and, and take on what, a lot of what he's taught me and inspired me to do.
Yeah. Do you think he just, after your mom passed, you think he just needed space? And that's where he's at right now. He's probably, you know, maybe, uh, maybe recovering still in some way. That that's definitely part of it. Um, yeah. In those in the in those about three or so years of my mom's health um, in that strange in a difficult place that he had moved down to Houston from Dallas with me and my parents, um, and his yeah his we were we were doing a lot to try to get him connected to the right support whatever that meant. Uh, to help him in his mental health journey, uh, just going through the different, you know, really, really heavy waves of, you know, depression, anxiety, different kind of things, uh, uh, personal battles with him. And so we knew where he was at to an extent as much as we could understand. Um, and so it, it was a very heavy experience because we, we, you know, there's a bit, there's a huge lack of control with trying to navigate and, and get someone any kind, any form of health support that they don't accept on their own end. So to say that I say that to say, um, I, I, I definitely know he was extremely uh, hampered and, and uh, you know, uh, burdened by my mom's health. And her last, you know, last month he couldn't be, he wasn't able to be around. Um, and he, and so he disconnected with that as a result of the heaviness, of course. And, um, there, yeah, it's 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 difficult because we don't know yet. We haven't heard from him at all. Yeah. So there's that, and almost coming on two years, and so it's one of those things where you know our hope is that you know he he is disconnecting just to you know you know it could just be that the time he needs you know, um, but he has been kind of downtrodden by by the the weightiness of his his internal struggles for a while, and he's slowly kind of disconnecting uh, through the years as a result of him just trying to really find find his peace in the midst of it, you know. And so uh, that's a, uh, just to concur what you're saying, but add a little more nuance to it of, of, you know, hopefully our hope and prayer to where he's at. Yeah, he'll come around for sure. I mean, I, yeah, I had the same yeah. experiences as far as um, I was just anxious to get away from New Jersey. I have a huge family mm. and being... Yeah being in the throes of that for for a year you know like because because I, I actually moved in with my mom because she was just she was just going down really fast yeah and yeah, we yeah. were lucky that we were able to you know to facilitate that and I you know I was in a position where I didn't I wasn't in a relationship and everybody else was so I was like I kind of raised my hand and said all right I'm I'm going in for this thing but it it takes a toll on you mentally and physically and emotionally and like you don't yeah. even know it's wow. happening until yeah. after you know and so coming down here was a, was a healthy thing you know but um but i, yeah, I think you'll be fine yeah. you know i'll be saying some prayers for him what, what's your brother's name Thank you. his name is micah micah m-i-k-a m-i-c-a-h okay m-i-c-h yeah i appreciate sharing that james that means yeah. a lot I'd lo yeah it's, it is working to you know maintain the hope and faith and hope yeah, and, uh, and doing the best we can on our end, whatever that means. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I appreciate you saying that, James. It really means Let, a lot. Let's talk about um, your football career. Now, you played um, you played in, in college, and was that a really difficult thing? Did, did you come to an apex of where you said, "Uh oh, you know, I'm I'm struggling. What am I going to do here? Am I going to do football or music?" Did that that happen with you? Did you have to make a choice? Thankfully. Not completely. Um, I, I didn't have to make too much of a, a huge shift away from music. 
I would say that when I decided to go to college, I'm on you know, I'm on scholarship, and your time is 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 so you know limited uh, because yeah. it's devoted to 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 your degree in college, and I was doing a lot of Christian ministry stuff, so it was very segmented and, and focused, and so by nature of time availability, I didn't do music. Um, I guess my music expression was like picking on my guitar in my dorm room at nights and uh, <laughs> helping lead some worship at church. Uh, and so it was still there. You know, I'm singing all the time in the shower and, and all around and yeah. having fun with that because you never, you, you're never, you never stop being a musician. But um, and going to you know symphony concerts at the the school, the school of music there and different things. So music is still around and, and moving. But I didn't really commit to you know, investing so much into it. I, I did bring my cello to, with me to college. And uh, if you were to talk to some people around, I did play it um, at a couple different occasions while I was in my undergrad. And that was really cool. So I was the football cellist guy, which I was <laughs> r- very proudly representing. Yeah. Uh, proud to, to, yeah, to represent in such a way. So, th- so it was there in parts in kind of smaller segments, so smaller, smaller ways. Um, but yeah, I, I always share, you know, going through going through grade school um, was a really a blessing of experience because I, I really didn't feel I had that I had to decide between the two. Um, and I definitely credit that to, you know, my teachers and my coaches and really being feeling feeling really welcomed um, and secure in myself as a result of just my family and my friends. And so I think there was just a beautiful uh, balance of environment that didn't didn't push me either way and i was excelling in both and so you know both you know i i've, I've talked to other people to were like oh yeah my coaches told me i couldn't do this or i couldn't do fine arts or i had to do you know they, they gave a bit of ultimatum one way or the other but i was grateful to have been given the, op- the opportunity to do both and it's definitely come full paid its dividends um f- full through uh, yeah. in my life and so yeah living in both sides has been really cool yeah, so tell me, did you have any opportunity to write when you were in college? Did, did that start back then, or did it start uh, before that or after that? Like, when did you become, like, you realized that you had it in you to be a songwriter? I didn't really realize that I could be a songwriter until, honestly, last year. Um, I, but that doesn't mean I didn't write any songs before that. Um, and what I mean by that was that I... I I, my first song that I wrote was uh, my senior year in high school. I formed a little band with, with three close friends of mine and, and from, our or- from orchestra. And it was just one of those senior year things. Like, hey, let's do something fun while we, to finish out our, our time in high school. And we wrote three, I, I wrote three songs with them. And that was really cool. It was kind of like a, a funk soul band. That was the goal. And that was my first time songwriting. But at the time when I wrote them, it was fun, but I never really thought of myself as like, oh, oh, let me do a songwriting. You know what I'm saying? So it was a different yeah. mindset. It was more of like a, a fun activity uh, versus like a concerted effort to to commit. And then the years following, um, didn't really do anything. I, I do remember I had wrote, I, I, I wrote one or two, like two or three songs in different random occasions about a, a girlfriend that I broke up with. And then I wrote a song about my grandma. And it was like very, very, very uh, kind of, just inspired moments and then again it, it was it was interesting the shift that came was really right before uh yeah right before the pandemic came to full swing i i i, I had written a couple stuff with my brother uh 
and I think maybe like 28 between like 2018 and 2019. And that was that still a step into music. But again, in my uh, as I would consider it, I didn't really you know take full ownership of the idea of songwriting or, or that it could be even just a, a practice to be developed. Um, just looking back now. And so, yeah, it, it was when I don't know if 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 this is in the docket, but I, I got uh, I had I was on the uh the Bachelor did the spin-off show uh, called "Listen to Your Heart," and I, I had the opportunity to be a casted member on it. And so we filmed that show. It was basically a house of musicians, and it has this kind of love dating concept as well. I was on ABC, and it was it was a very very unique and kind of quirky uh, show experience. But I grew so much from it, and I was in that house of we were all creating and just making music together and getting to know each other and sharing life and really from that i was like oh wow i really have something to offer um i have a couple songs that i that i feel really really great about that i've written in the past but i really want to dig into this and that was when i took a hold of like okay let me song write let me start practicing and really take this from a from a hobby mindset to a career mindset so i really put that kind of time stamp of like okay songwriting um kind of right as february basically of 29 of 2020 um long answer for you there but that's yeah, uh, was, no it was great i mean you know congratulations on the bachelor i mean that's yeah, that's thanks. huge i mean <laughs> the uh the relationships that probably develop um from that are you know can be like you know life fulfilling i mean you, you'll probably Absolutely. be close to some of these people for the rest of your life as people you know kind of migrate toward what they're supposed to be doing professionally and there's a bunch of twists and turns but you never know who's going to end up back on your radar, in the studio with you, co-writing, whatever, you know, so that's awesome. And also, right. um, uh, on the song Mother, great song, uh, really appreciated that. And just, you tell me how far I'm off now. So when I hear mm -hmm. you, your voice and your phrasing, um, I'm thinking Otis Redding, Sam mm -hmm. Cooke, Smokey Robinson. Come um, on. Those are the, the people that I hear, like, I hear reminiscence of you know, remnants of their approach in your music. Um, did you like grow up listening to any of those guys or? That's spot on, it's spot yeah. on James, spot okay. on. Yeah, <laughs> all those soul artists, um, huge, yeah, Stevie Wonder, Luther Vandross, Brian McKnight, um, Temptations, Earth, Wind, Fire, uh, Sam yeah. Cooke, Bill Withers, those guys, those are definitely the ones I influenced by. Yeah, yeah. excellent, excellent. Because mm -hmm. um, when I first heard your music, I said, this is so pure, I just love this. It's, um, you know, you don't have uh, a bunch of production layered over, you know, covering up, you know, who you are. So uh, it's, a, it's a really, really great effort. And um, I think we should probably play Upside Down. Here we go. I've been flipped upside down. I ain't going out, I'm hanging around. I've been let down, stepped on, and looked over. But nothing and no one's ever gonna shut me down No, I may be upside down but I'm coming back around I've been tumbling around my life lately 
This roller coaster ride makes me sick. Up and down, twist and turn. Some days it seems it'll never end. But best believe I ain't ever gonna quit. I've been flipping upside down. I ain't going out. I'm hanging around. I've been let down, stepped on, and looked over. But nothing and no one's ever gonna shut me down. No, I may be upside down. May really, really got you off track. Mm -hmm. Everything around seems so bleak. But hold on tight, a change is coming. Dawn comes through your darkest night. You'll be better off, just don't ever quit. Oh, I've been flipped upside down. Shut me down No I may be upside down But I'm coming back But I'm coming back around I'm flip flipped upside down But I'm coming back around Yeah I'm flip flipped upside down But I'm coming back around I'm flip flipped upside down But I'm coming Back I, I love that um, you got the harmony going there with the cello and uh, just the opening line was beautiful. So Upside Down is like, what's the story behind that title? What's the metaphor that uh, that is rep representing there? I, I kind of see it because the video is great, by the way. This is, folks, Thank for you, you uh, watching the visuals, as you can yeah. see. But, um, but what was that? You know, tell us the story of how you were feeling about Upside Down. Mm-hmm. I wrote Upside Down about a week after I we I finished filming on that Bachelor show I mentioned, and I, <laughs> I and so even launching with that conversational that me mentioning that you could probably maybe also see like oh wow yeah he was in a very upside down experience in his life maybe feeling very different and so it, you know that experience coupled with you know still you know going through the grief of, of losing my mom and being disconnected from my brother. And, and then, and then this was pre basically probably about two weeks before the pandemic shut everything down. Yeah. So, but this song was made, it was really inspired by just this, this whole new season of, of emotions and feelings and situations that I, that I was going through and, and found myself in. And it was just a very simple, simple concept simple expression of where i felt i was at. i was like yep yeah, 
I'm flipped upside down, but I'm I, and while I'm embracing this upside downness, and and while things seem so different, you know, I I I feel so energized and so um, at peace and very 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 hopeful of things turning turning right side up. And it was a very simple expression that I, I remember when I was writing it. It was at my sister's place in Austin, um, and I was just sitting there and I. I I didn't have anything to do that week. And I was like, oh, let me just start trying to write songs with me. And I told myself, I really want to write a song on cello. And I'd been something in my mind for years and never thought about it. And I think I found some very simple, learned how to play some very simple chords on the cellos. I think it was, um, the chords I play is, is, is uh, G, uh, G, E, uh, A minor and D. And uh, G, uh, sorry, G, E minor, E minor and D. Um, and I learned how to kind of just pop around on those on, on, the, on the cello and I was like, oh, that sounds pretty nice. And literally just kind of you start singing some melodies and it kind of just connected, you know. Um, and sorry if you hear my, my roommates. We're, nah, we're, it's okay, man. Invite them in the, the room if you want. <laughs> yeah, they're all, we're all musicians. And so there's always music going on in the house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was inspired by just the season of life I, I really felt I was in and uh, was just an a musical express expressive moment of creativity and I wrote it pretty quickly um, and I had it kind of sitting around for for yeah a little over a year and a half and I was like I want to do something with it eventually and it kind of just came up in the queue line yeah. of songs to get out there great let's uh, rewind a little bit just oh, um, take me back to church when you first started because both your folks um, were very, very committed to, um, to you guys bringing you up in, um, in, in a religious um, organization, um, whatever church that was, but you were singing in church, and some of the best people I've had on got their chops in church, man. It's a place to like really learn and let loose. That's real. And I didn't have that. I was like, I was like that locked up Catholic, you know, you're afraid to open your mouth, you know. We, we looked like <laughs> yeah. uh, the Charlie Brown choir. Ooh, you know, no, nobody could sing to save their life. But, um, but I love the gospel approach and the people that really, really, um, really, really can, can let loose. So how was, you know, can you take us back to like, what was your first experience where, you realized, hey, who's it? Who is it? Who's that? Oh, you oh, you muted it. I was going to say hello to whoever oh, yeah. it was. <laughs> hey, you can say hello. Who is it? Oh, you can come on in if you want. Sorry. Sorry, there are people coming in. Oh, quick. yeah. Have you come on in. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How's it going? Welcome um, to the Dharmic Evolution. We'll set up some more mics. <laughs> What's up? Hi, How's it going? You're good. How you They're guys doing? checking out the spot here. That oh, was just cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you're, you're not but, uh, you're not subleasing, are you? With no, I'm I'm not. There's there's a potential uh, for I think that, I think there were some people. Uh, I don't actually I've never met those people, but minus my buddy who walked in initially. Yeah, uh, so they're saying, they wow, the you got a for... you got a podcast studio here. I'm in, man. <laughs> I know that's I'll, right. I'll put the deposit. Yeah, down so today. this room is is we're connected. To, we have like a big loft kind of area connected to. Oh, this cool. Room here and there's a couple other rooms and so yeah i think there, there's potential of kind of people move shifting and moving around so yeah that, some people well, checking you, out the spot say you got to get used to that <laughs> in the nashville area man you, you you just shout hey for rent or for sale or whatever and there's a stampede lately it's just you know, it's gotten you're, crazy you're you're right in the in a big way yeah i mean <laughs> i'm so just true. i'm like outside of nashville and mm -hmm. i just 
you know, I found out I had to have to move like three days ago because the yeah. guy's selling the house. And he's like, you know, could you kind of get out? And and so anyway, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm making some other moves, but uh, but I'm wow, not leaving. Wow. I'm not leaving my my precious Tennessee. But anyway, get, getting back to what I wanted to ask you was um, mm-hmm. about um, like when you started going to church. Like when did it? Right, like right. did something happen to you when you were were going there and you were singing? And did you ever have this realization that you were in, you were just involved with something really special? Or was it just like, this is what we do, you know? I mean... I, I, th- I think it was more... Um, I mean, there was a moment of, of really me stepping into the faith, um, for sure, in, in that moment of transformation spiritually. I, I, I do feel like from even just, I'd say from a, a music worshipful connective sense, uh, I, it, it, I did get kind of just used to living in that. Um, um, and so I grew up in a church that was kind of, if you're familiar with kind of uh, different... Uh, Church denominations was a part of a uh, a bit of a Church of Christ inspired uh, denomination church, and so worship wise, there was a lot of gospel, a lot of acapella music, um, and so we grew up singing. My dad, my both my parents would help lead worship at church, and so and singing around the house, and so we sing a lot of kind of that acapella gospel stuff that you may hear that like yeah. Sam Cooke uh, sing in, in different in different angles like that, and so. I think that was that was kind of just the energy of of, of song and, and and worship that we did get, I I did get accustomed to, of uh, just being in the yeah and that soulfulness of of way of living and and expressing musically. So it definitely was kind of just a part of the environment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, hats off to your parents, man, for yeah. uh, raising you to be who you are and to to give you that foundation. I think that is Thanks. such a valuable gift. To give to your kids you know to, yeah, to raise them that way and make them appreciate you know open the door of of um you know opportunity by saying look at all we have you know mm-hmm. we're so blessed mm-hmm. that we have to have all these things you know mm-hmm. so i agree yeah it carries you a long way doesn't it absolutely so what's your big plan gabe what's what are you looking at now that we're we're coming out of this um this horrible funk we've all been in for the last you know 15 months or however long it's been um, it seems like things are starting to get better. Um, what are your plans for like like the next five years? Where do you see yourself going? Yeah, I don't have much of a timeline of what this music career journey is for me. I, I before moving out here, I was really intentionally curating another career in the realm of actually um, uh, kind of civic service, kind of in the government policy world. Um, I was going to run for office somewhere in Texas, uh, elected office somewhere. And that's still in my, it really is still in my heart. I, I just love serving and really working to be an advocate for the needs of community. And so if that ends up being here, I'd love you know, whatever that look, could look like. And so a combination of, of really living in that space of just being a part of a, a leading and serving in a community, the Christian ministry wide non- nonprofit world, that is a huge part of, of my aspirations. Um, and then Definitely, more specifically, musically, I definitely am really focused on being the, I guess, to uh, to title it, uh, being the most professional musician that I can be um, as a songwriter um, and as a performer. Um, and that comes down to just writing a lot, writing better and better songs, you know, learning from other people um, and you know, putting out music that I really feel really represents me. And I feel really excited to share the message with 
other people and, and with, the, with the hope that it does become a part of people's lives, you know, as, as much as it comes out of mine. Um, and I'd love to go tour around. I'd love to, I'm growing as a session player, as a cellist here. Um, and I'm making kind of cello singing my, my main kind of MO. And so I'm really leaning into that. And so part of, yeah, a part of uh, my goal, my aspirations, I guess, within the next five years has, has to do with continue to grow as putting out just really, really high quality professional music that, that really captures my artistry and who I am and the life I'm living, uh, the life, uh, the experiences I go through. And then, yeah, being able to go out and share that with others, go play shows and um, connect and yeah, make music with others. So that's, that's a, a really broad way to, to describe it for me, but I feel like it's very accurate as well. Great, great. I, I love the fact that you're not too focused on, you know, you're, you're following uh, Lord Jesus' teaching, which is live for today and stop worrying about tomorrow too much because we, we tend yeah. to put too much into our timeline, you know. Yeah. But let me ask you this. What is the best representation of Gabe Baker live um, your, you know, your favorite, like your, your most valuable lineup, is it four piece, five piece? Like, how do you go out and represent mm. your music best? Because right now it's, it's yeah. stripped down, which is great. You know, it's just mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, currently, uh, I, yeah, doing all solo acoustic sets. I, I perform on guitar and I also perform on cello. So if you see a set of mine here in Nashville, you'll see me do both. Um, and at the moment, it's that I think in the future, um, in the near near future, as I'm, I'm actually in the process of putting together a full band kind of set of stuff, and uh, the process to doing that is everything to do with the kind of how sonically, sonically how how I really want to approach my music. Yeah. Um, and I really want to embrace a little uh, a little more kind of R&B lo-fi with a bit of my sound, um, and even how I write. I think Upside Down was. Uh, is a, is a great representation of a song I feel great about that represents me. Um, but I'd say it's a, it's, it would, it's very likely going to be a little different than how it sounds than some of my other stuff uh, coming out. So I think there, there, there could be some live, there's going to be some live tracks. There's going to be, you know, obviously your, your, your more typical pieces in it, uh, you know, lead, lead guitar, drums, uh, keys, uh, and based on the songs, perhaps some, you know, some brass in it. And so I think it would be, a, I could definitely see being a, a full, you know, seven piece band if, if that's the full gamut of things, you know, yeah. but I think uh, it's pretty open. Uh, I had you up time. to like so 10 discovering that. there. Just yeah, I could see that. I could see it. And no, you're, you're right. You're counting yeah. it. The horn section, uh, man. You got it. The horn section, you know? right. Depending <laughs> on how many pieces of the horn section are with me, right? Yeah. Maybe say seven or 10. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, as, as, as kind of uh, broadly am I describing, and that's kind of how open I am to seeing where it goes. Um, and I'll definitely be discovering that in the next coming months because that's I'm, I'm really trying to get geared up to to put together a really some really really great quality uh, full band uh, shows uh, sets that I can start playing around Nashville with, and then start booking stuff out outside of Nashville. So right now I'm just doing solo stuff in Nashville and and outside of it, um, and always going to lean ready to do that need be uh but really working to to do both great 
great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, as we're wrapping up here, um, we will uh, put all of your um, links in the show notes for people to find you everywhere we can find Gabe Baker. Everything will be in there for you. And just before we part, is there anything you would like to say just to our audience um, as far as your experience, maybe even any any thoughts, uh, some pearls of wisdom for the younger um, singer, songwriter, artists, musicians who listen to the show, who are coming up and trying to figure out, you know, what to do first. Um, so, mm-hmm. anything you'd like to just say oh, as wow. as we're parting? Yeah, thanks for this. Um, there's a lot of different things. The thing that came immediately to mind is. Don't be afraid of passionately pursuing what's on your heart. Um, that's a that's a huge thing that I think it can be. It can be a lot of there's definitely a lot of fear and anxiety and because of the risk that whatever that means to follow what's what what purpose you feel called to to pursue what passion you have to develop. Uh, but you're never wrong pursuing the passions that God's put on your heart. Um, in whatever small part, maybe it's going to be a progressive development. But that's one thing that immediately comes to mind is really. Don't be afraid of approaching that. And you you always be better off by answering the call, whatever that call is for you, and as you discover it. Um, the other thing is that um, is is to fall in love with the process. Um, and you probably people hear that a lot, but with any career, especially in the creative side, musically or entertainment, it's it's more an anomaly if whatever things act, you know. Uh, awards or whatever happened it's more an anomaly if it happens very quickly uh it's it's gonna happen but whatever you do it's gonna take a lot it's gonna take time and 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 a lot of hard work and effort and as as simple and cliche as it as it is i it's really cool to to see your effort pay off in time and so i've been here coming on 11 months and i am worlds away better musician uh than i was when i moved in and it has nothing to do uh, it has every excuse me. It has everything to do with the, what God has opened up to me, but the simplicity of putting in the daily work and hours of of being around people that inspire me, um, but also doing all the work with the, doing the the practicing and the work uh, when no one's watching uh, and getting ready for uh, whatever that means when people are watching on stage and stuff. So those are the two things that immediately come to mind of really capturing your your passions and not being afraid of, of jumping and pursuing them, whatever that means in time. Um, and then uh, really understanding that uh, growth in a career, pursuing that passion has everything to do with loving the process of growing and, and, and developing it. The prize is literally the prize or whatever the prize is that you, that you're trying to pursue is, is really just a cherry on the top, like the actual meat and the enjoyment of pursuing any dream is the process of getting there. Um, so I think the more you, you really, really love growth, love practicing, the more you're going to enjoy the journey. That's, that's, that's what comes to mind. Amen. Got to love the work, man. You got to. <laughs> it's everything. It's, yeah. such, it's everything. Yeah. Gabe, this was awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be on the Dharmic Evolution. Really enjoyed, you know, learning about you, hearing about your family and, uh, you know, what you've been doing with your life and your music. So I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, and your music. Thanks so much. Really happy to be here. Well, that's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. I hope you're going to support Gabe Baker. Check him out on Instagram. All of the social links are in the show notes. 
So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on, baby, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on, we can unlock each other's destiny I taste the breeze of freedom, it's tingling on my tongue You and I out on the road will stay Take a ride